Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Doing well this morning? Good. Very good. You ready for the word? All right, good. These are all good things. In John 14, 9, it says, And Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father, so how can you say, show us the Father? So in this scripture, I'm just kind of throwing this one out there as the preface for what we're going to be talking about today. And Jesus says, Have I been with you so long, yet you have not known me. Do we know him is the question. And, you know, I I feel like every single one of us would say, yeah, I know him. And really that's kind of what the disciples, the, the people that were following, yeah, I know Jesus. They actually personally knew him. But did they know him? And they were with him and walking with him, hearing all the things that he was saying. And, and they, like, they're with him in person, you know? I don't know. Like, to me, I was like, if I was there in person, wouldn't I just, wouldn't I know him? <laughs> wouldn't I really know who he is? But then I've thought really also about, you know, I can't remember when it was. There was some. I, there was a question, and, and it was like, do you know your spouse? And do you know what color their toothbrush is? Anybody? I did at the time. I'm not sure if I remember now. I mean, because, of course, hopefully she's got a new toothbrush, but it was a while ago. Um, but, like, do you know, let's say your spouse, do you know you know, your friend or the person that you rode to church with, do you really know them? Do you know things about them? And you say, I know, I've known them for years. I've been married to my wife for years. And, and we say, yes, we know them, but there's still things, you know, and, and one of the questions I was saying is like, without looking, do you know what the person you came here with is wearing? Everybody's like, I want to look. I want to, because so many times we it's, we have trouble remembering those things. Do we really know? I mean, those are superficial things, but the point is, is that we can think that we know somebody and not know everything about them, and sometimes not even really know them. And I'm talking about just us, personal, our relational lives here, but. Relating that to Jesus and how we we say we know him. I know Jesus. I mean, I will say that. I know Jesus. But do I really know him? Do I really know him the way that I should? And that's kind of where we're at here in this scripture with Philip and these guys sitting around. And Philip's like asking him these questions that he shouldn't be asking. He's coming and saying, hey, Will you just show us the Father? And Jesus is like, you are standing right next to me. Do you know me? If you knew me, 
you would know the Father. Do we know Jesus? And then I want to go back in this, into the previous verses, and just kind of lay out some of the things that, that he was saying, that Jesus was saying. And he starts out in chapter 14, and he says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Do we believe in him? You believe in God, believe also in me. Do we truly believe? Again, I think we say, yes, yes, I believe. But when we wake up tomorrow morning and we open our eyes, get out of our bed, and things start going wrong. Your kids are cranky, or your spouse is cranky, or, you know, they called at work and something's messed up and you got to come in early, or maybe they told you, hey, don't come in today. I don't know. There's so many different things, but whenever we wake up in the morning and we've said today, oh, I believe, I know him, I trust him, he is everything that I need. And then we wake up. Look, and I'm not, I'm not coming at you. I, you want me to come at myself? Yeah. I wake up. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't have anybody saying stuff like this last week because you weren't here. So, <laughs> all right, I'll come at myself. No, I, I, I wake up some mornings and, and I just feel like. Things just aren't going well. It's not okay. Is anything really ever going to go my way? Don't act like you don't. See, I said I was going to come at myself, but don't act like you don't do that too. You know, it's like, I just want this thing to work out, but it doesn't seem like it is. It's not actually happening like I thought it would. And we say, yeah, we know him, we trust him, we believe what he's spoken over us or to us. We believe even the things that he's spoken to us about who we are and, and what we're going to do. And maybe there's even a word that God's or a vision that God's given you and it hasn't played out yet. You know, you haven't seen it. It doesn't even look like it's on the radar. You're like, God, is your radar working? Yeah. Mine's not. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. We say we believe. But then when it comes down to it, our actions and, and what we do and how we react many times don't line up with that answer that we've just given. You say, yeah, yeah, I trust you. But I'm going to go ahead and take care of this because it doesn't seem like you are. You know, yeah, I, I believe that you are for me. But then I get upset because it feels like everything's going against me. And I feel like, hey, God, you're against me too because you're letting these people come against me. I said you are for me, but I don't really feel like it right now. See, 
Jesus, right before he said, if you know me, do you not know me yet? Like, how have you been with me so long and you don't know me? He was talking really about who he was. He was talking about his, his purpose in coming to earth. And he was kind of trying to get the people's minds wrapped around what was happening. And they didn't get it. And I don't want to stand here or wake up tomorrow and not get it. You know, I, I, want, I want to trust him like I should be trusted. I want us to trust and believe him like we should. So in verse 2 it says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. So then Philip says to him, Lord, show us the father and it is sufficient for us. And after this, and I'm going to just go through each of these scriptures. And I, I just want to like go on with verse 8, but I'm not going to right now. But Jesus starts to talk about what he is doing and his purpose. He starts to tell them what's going to happen because he's not going to be with them very much longer. He said, I'm going somewhere and you're not going to go with me. And actually, you're going to have lots of trouble and you're going to deny me and, and this is going to happen and there's all this stuff and, and they're still there saying like, okay, but we really want to know you. Just tell us. Just and, and he's explaining to them his purpose, his calling, what he is going to do. And they're struggling because they haven't understood really who he is. They didn't, he, the way that he said it is like, you don't really know me. So in verse two, it says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. In my father's house, some translations say many rooms. There's many rooms. In my father's house, there are many rooms. There's many mansions. His father's house, there's plenty of space. And I think about how many times we think, say, like, I just don't know. You Again, we say, we know God is more than enough. We know that he has everything that we need. We know that he can provide for us all of our needs 
right? According to his riches and glory. We say those scriptures, we, we speak those things, and then we turn around and say, God, where are you? Why aren't you providing in this moment when I want it, where I want it, how I want it? Really, that's usually the way that we say it. God, where is your provision? Where is the sustenance, the, the, the things that, that you have spoken to me, that you've spoken over me, that, that you have said that you will provide me with? And Jesus is saying, listen, in my Father's house, there is more than enough space. God, I just don't know. Are you sure that that person is going to make it into heaven? God, are you sure that they're okay? That, that they, you know, can qualify? Like there's so many different things that I think about whenever I'm thinking of the questions that we have for God. But what Jesus is saying, he's saying, listen, I'm going somewhere. You can't go with me right now, but where I'm going is my father's house, and there's many mansions. There's plenty of space. Trust Jesus. Trust God that you will have a place. See, I, I think about, you know, many times, the questions that we have or the struggles, the turmoil that we have is about protection. It's about having what we need. And really, you know, so many times we think in terms of this life, this year, this month, this day, am I going to get what I need? And we have to understand that when Jesus is speaking to us, he's saying, I will provide everything that you need. I have everything that you need. It may not come out or come across exactly the way that you planned it, but it will come the way that I planned it. But the most important thing that you need to know is that my father's house has lots of mansions, that, my, that where I'm going, what I'm doing is providing a place for you in eternity. And can you take that into perspective whenever you're thinking about what's happening today? Can you take that into perspective? Can you let that sit in your mind when you're thinking about what's going on this week. That I may have a question about what's gonna happen tomorrow, but I don't have a question about what's gonna happen after I'm not here on this earth anymore. That I don't have a question, or that you shouldn't have a question of whether there's gonna be space for you 
in his house. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So in this moment, you have Jesus. He's like, look, there's many rooms. There's plenty of space. Don't worry if you Come to me. You'll have place there. But then he's saying, I'm going to prepare a place for you. What? Is it not finished? Is God's house not finished? Like, is there something, like, is there remodeling that needs to be done? In God's house? What is he doing up there? But that's not what he's saying. Because we have to think about that in the context of when he is speaking it, standing with the people, when he was on earth and standing there before him, and he told them he's going to have to go away. And when he says, I go to prepare a place for you, what he's saying is, I have to do this thing that's going to happen real shortly. Right now, you don't have a way into this relationship with God, the Father, like you need to have. But what I'm doing in the next little bit is I'm going to prepare a place for you in his house. How, do I, how am I doing that? I'm actually becoming the way to his house. What I'm doing that you can't possibly grasp or understand and that you don't know and you're going to struggle with me going to the cross and, and giving my life for you. And it wasn't the way that you thought it was. He said, you know, I imagine, that's what he's saying to these guys. All this stuff, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to make the path for you to come into relationship with me. He's saying, I go to prepare a place for you. And as I go, I become the way that you get there. I am the truth that you hold on to to get there. I am the life, the eternal life that you will enjoy when you get there. See, when he says, I go to prepare a place for you, I am becoming all these things that are necessary for you to have this relationship. Not that he wasn't everything that we needed before that, but he had to make the way He had to prepare the way for us to get there. He said, I'm opening the door to let you come in. Verse 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. 
See, he shifts from a place that he's trying to bring us to, to a person that he's trying to bring us to. He says, and if I go and prepare this place for you, as I prepare this path, this way for you to come into my family, as I prepare this way for you to really truly know me, says, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Not that you can just be in this amazing house that has lots of rooms, but he's saying that where I am, listen, I have to do this thing so that you can be with me there. That it's not just about getting, you know, to heaven, if you will. You know, some, I mean, everybody wants to have this place, you know? It doesn't matter what religion you are. There's some kind of euphoric experience that all these other religions think that they're going to have, that they're like, oh, here's, this is going to, and I won't even talk about this, what some of them think is going to happen. But it's not about just getting to a place. It's getting to a person. He's saying, look, we're going to a place, but the, but the place is, is only a small portion of the purpose of what is supposed to happen here. The majority of what's supposed to happen, the, the real thing that's happening is for you to be able to come to me, to where I am, so that you can spend eternity with me. Then Thomas said to him, verse 5, Lord, we do not know where you're going. And how can we know the way? We don't know where you're going. And how can we know the way? And then Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know, I, I feel like I want to take this scripture and, and relate it to any question that we have about really anything. And right here it's saying, well, we don't know the way. We don't know where you're going. How could we know the way? And he says, I am the way. And I want to say that whenever we have a question, it's like, God, when is this going to happen? And he says, I am the way. I am the way that this is going to happen. And we say, God, when is this relationship going to be restored? God, when is this going to happen in my life? Or when is that person that I've been believing for and praying for going to be healed? And he says, I am the way. I'm the truth, I'm the life. I am the way. And too many times we're questioning and, and wondering how, what's going to happen, and he just says, will you just trust me? Do you actually know who I am? 
Whenever that turmoil is happening, whenever, you know, there's something going on in, in our lives and, and we're like, God, it just feels like it's spiraling out of control and, and, and I don't know what weighs up and, and, and there's all this stuff happening and, and how is it going to be restored and how is it going to be healed and how is this going to happen? And he says, do you know me? The question isn't when it's going to happen. The question isn't how it's going to happen. The question is, do we know him? Because if we know him, then we can trust him. If we know who he is, if we trust, if we believe. Then we can be released from that, what feels like turmoil and anxiety and fear. And just rest in who he is. Knowing that maybe we can't in our own power work this out for the good, but he can. That maybe in my finite mind or finite strength that I can't make this thing work out or somehow force something to happen that really is what I want to happen. But he can't. Do we know him? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And in verse 7, he says, if you had known me, if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. If you know me, you know the Father. He is God. He's not a creation like us, you know. It's not something that God made. He's the direct representation of God. He is God come to us, to be with us, but only for a little while because, right, he had to go and prepare this way for us to come to him. If you had known me, you would have known my father also, and from now on, you know him and have seen him. Do you know him? And this is the kicker. This is where I feel like that's just me. It's, it's, it's us all the time. In verse 8, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and it's sufficient for us. That when Jesus just spoke and said, if you know me, you know the Father. I am standing right in front of you telling you that if you know me, you know the Father. And I come and back to him with a question and say, hey, I'll be good if you just show me the Father. And I just imagine Jesus, you know, and I know he probably didn't do this, but if I was him, I would. You know, it's just one of those like, pop. Like, is there something in there? 
something to work with. I mean, you got... The, Lord, show us the Father, and it's sufficient for us. He asked that question right after Jesus told him. And that's when Jesus says in verse 9, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? I've been with you so long and you have not known me. There's so many times we get in this place where we say, like, I've been walking with God for so long. Man, I feel good about myself. I've been reading my Bible Bible a lot lately. I, I feel really good about myself. I've been real good. I haven't cussed in like three months. You know, I don't know. I'm just making stuff up now, but I feel real I've just, I've known God so long and I've been walking with him and yeah, things are going well. And then I see in myself that I have this question that I feel like God just wants to slap me in the face, you know? But God, when are you going to turn this thing around? But God, when is this thing going to happen in my life? But God, when are you going to come through? When are you going to show up? And I feel him just saying, do you know me? Do you know me? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do we know Jesus? I know I'm saying that a lot of times. But I feel like in this series, speaking all these things, that Jesus has said and, and kind of going over his words and, and studying them and, and, you know, getting some good new revelation out of these things that I feel that question still being asked, that I could know all these words. You know, in, in your Bible, it's like, oh, yeah, the red letters, those are, those are important ones. Those are Jesus' words. And I know those. I read those all the time. But then I think about Philip. I think about Thomas. I think about these guys that they were standing right there in front of him and had been walking with him him and knowing him and still having these questions, not understanding who he is, not really knowing him. And not that we can truly ever know him in completeness until we go to be with him. With this finite brain, this finite heart, and this body, I can't know him in completeness. But I want to strive to know him. I want to ask myself that question every day. Do I know him? 
Do I know who he is so much that I trust him whenever things don't seem like they're going the way that I think they should? Do I trust him and believe that he is going to work these things out for the good even though I can't see the good in them right now? Do I trust him and know him? Do I know who he is, that he's our savior, he's our king, our champion, the victor, that he has the victory over sin and death, that there is nothing that can stand in front of him? Do I know him? That... And so many times, whenever I say that, I feel like the answer is I don't know him enough because of the way that I just reacted. I don't know him enough because of the road rage I'm getting in the car, you know? I don't know him enough because I don't know if I feel like this situation is going to work out. Because I'm not sure that I can see the way that this healing is going to come or this restoration is going to come or this thing that's been binding me for so long is going to be broken off. I don't know if I can see that. I don't know if I trust him enough. I don't know if I know him. And again, you have to hear me for what I'm saying. It's not that I don't, but I don't. I don't ever want to say I know Oh, yeah, I know this. I know God. I know who he is. I know what he does. And I know everything I need to know and don't need to know more. Did you follow that? (laughs) That I'm always, if I'm not seeking after him to know him more, I'm always, if I'm not going that way, I'm going to be going the other way. It's one of those things that I remember vividly talking to my dad about in a car. We were on Gravoy, and I don't know where we were going, but what I remember, we were talking, it was, you know, it was probably because I was in this crossroads in my life, and you know, don't know what, like, how do you know what to do and, and what's next and trusting God or is he going to just show me like where I'm supposed to go, what I'm supposed to do. And I don't know, one of those things that happened a couple of times, but, but I really remember him saying, if you're not going forward, you're going backward. You're always going somewhere. Which way are you going to be going? Are you going to be moving toward him? Or are you going to be moving away from him? You don't just stay in one spot. You don't just stay in this place. It's like, okay, I read the Bible through. I'm going to put it down. I'm good. I know him. I made it. It doesn't happen. You're always going somewhere. Which way are you going to go? Do you know him? In 1 John 2. See, the thing is, is
We all want to know him more. We, it's what we should seek after and, and, and really just have a passion for is to know him. But learning about him, understanding him more, comes with a prerequisite. And 1 John, Two and verse three, it says, now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. So knowing him more means that we are obedient. Means that we do what he is asking us to do. Means that we, of course, like it's saying here, following his commandments, the things that he has spoken, the way that he's asked us to live. But taking that a little bit further, <laughs> if we know him, we live and move and breathe the way that he's asking us to do it. So many times in my life, I've come to these moments where I feel like God's not like one of those hardline moments, like God, God saying, you're doing this. This is what's going to happen. But those little moments, right? And that's where the little moments is what make or break us. Where God says, I want you to do this, whether it's to pray for somebody. I want you to open up about this. I want you to step out of your comfort zone and do this. It's not this big thing. I'm not like, hey, go preach, you know. You're going to be the pastor. It wasn't one of those things. Like, I'm just talking about those little things. Where he says, I want you to lay this aside and come seek after me more. Where he says, I want you to give that money to that person. I want you to reach out to that person that, that I've put on your mind and, and talk to them and pray for them because they need your help. These little things that when they happen, we can move in them and see God do these great things and know him more. See, we want to always think about the big things, the big decisions, the things that God asks us, those, wah! But are we going to get to those big things if we're not doing the small ones? You know? You get to the big sins by doing the small ones. You get to the big things of God by doing the little ones. When you follow him in those little moments and trust him and say, yes, God, I want to do what you're asking me to do. No matter how small, no matter how minute, I want to do that. I want to be there. I want to be your guy or your girl. I'm going to do it. By this, we know that we know him 
if we keep his commandments. And we're not perfect. We're not perfect. We can't do it all right all the time. But are we striving, like I said, waking up and saying, do I know him like I should know him? Am I trusting him like I should trust him? Am I doing what he says? That's what he's asking of us. That's what he wants from us. Amen? Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.